I want to ask you the question, have you ever considered what if there was no Christmas? What would life have looked like? I mean, as far as we, we can remember, all of us, there's always been a Christmas. Whether you celebrate it or not, whether your family had the means to celebrate it or not, there's always been a Christmas because even if you didn't celebrate it, there would be advertisements on TV. When you go to the shops, there would be decorations and Christmas and everyone would get into what they call the Christmas spirit. And have you ever, ever considered in your life, what if there was no Christmas? What would your life look like? What would the world have looked like this morning when, if there was no Christmas? I want us to read together out of Luke chapter 2 verse 1. Uh, it will also be on the screen. He says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. The census first took place while uh, Quirinius was governing Syria. So all went to be registered everyone to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem because he was in the house and lineage of David to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, betrothed wife, who was with child. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid for behold, I bring good tidings of joy of great joy which will be to all people for there is born to you this day in the city of David David a savior who is Christ the Lord and this will be the sign to you you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths laying in a manger and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. May God bless His Word and write it on the tables of our hearts. Amen. Now, this is the story as reported on by Luke. This is Luke's version of the story. And this story is under attack today all around the world. Everywhere you go, the story is under attack. I'm going to give you a few examples. A Christian employee was fired because she refused to greet the customers with happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas. A school in some country overseas was sued because they put up Christmas decorations and failed to include the Muslim holiday of Ramadan. They had to put up a special decoration for Ramadan. At an airport, a Christmas tree was displayed they were sued by a man who won the right to display a menorah of the Jewish holiday of Hanukkah. And so it goes on. In 1967, a new holiday was created to be celebrated at Christmas time called Kwanzaa. Uh, it was created by a man named Ron Everett who later changed his name to Dr. Karenga and began practicing African traditions for black Americans in the United States. 
And I, I read recently also that uh, uh, on social media where someone was looking for a school for their child, a parent, uh, on one of these community groups. And I saw that he said he doesn't want one of those schools that are pro-LGBTQ, uh, etc. Because he, he would like to, uh, not like to, his child to be exposed to that. And you should have seen the crucifixion that person endured. And how many people say, but, 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 but why are you posting this anonymously? Show us your face so that we can see who you are. And yet he was constantly replying to them friendly, not fighting, but answering their questions in a biblical manner. And so many people said that, well, then they don't want anything to do with God because God don't accept them the way they are. And so we see constantly that, that, that the story of Jesus Christ is being under attack all around the world. And it's not going to get easier. It will get worse. They say that the situation, there was a situation in the Capitol building in Washington. It got so crazy with people wanting to do away with Christmas that a group wanted to put up a celebrating Festivus, which was a made-up holiday from an American TV show. That's how desperate the world is to get rid of Jesus Christ. Do you see the situation we find ourselves in? Now, I don't mind people celebrating whatever they want to celebrate. It is the elimination of the actual meaning of Christmas that gets to me. We did an outreach um, in a neighborhood singing Christmas carols a few weeks ago with our worship team. And uh, as soon they started out, we only sing gospel during Christmas because that's the reason. Jesus is the reason for the season. But it was a struggle because people came there wanting to hear secular songs about Christmas, which does not glorify God. And that was the problem with it. And as soon as uh, the, the, our, our church program was done and the children started singing, and then all of a sudden there was a participation in the Christmas carols because of the secular songs, not because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There was this fight. You can ask Jamela, he tried, he tried, but there was this fight, there was this, this resistance against the gospel of Jesus Christ. One thing I can tell you for sure is not one of those people can say that they've never heard the gospel. One day when they stand before God, they can never say, but Lord, we've never heard the gospel from you because we sang the gospel of Jesus Christ that day. They resisted it profusely. And so the problem is never to withhold people to celebrate what they what they what they want to celebrate it's taking out christ the reason for the season out of christmas that's where we as christians have to have the problem have the problem and this morning i want us to take a look at what life would be like without christmas what would your life be like if there was no birth if there was no death and if there was no resurrection amen now if Christmas never happened, there would be no family gathering. In other words, people wouldn't travel to go spend time with their family wherever they are. There would be no Christmas gifts. So the children wouldn't even be know what they are missing because no one would be selling things and there would be no Christmas gifts. There would be no holiday traditions. Whatever you and your family do over holiday, there would be no traditions there would be no Christmas carols that we are singing and carol services. There would be no decorations. 
and there would be no Christmas trees anywhere in the world and children would have to go to school the entire month of December. That means so the parents would be happy because the pockets are being saved. They are not eating so much. Hallelujah. Without Christmas, December 25th would just be another normal day. We would most likely all be at work tomorrow doing what we normally do. Think about this for a moment. If there had never been a Christmas, the world would be far different than it is today in ways you may never have imagined what the world would look like. But when Jesus came, He taught His followers to love God and to love their neighbors. We see this in Luke chapter 10, 27. To live out this idea, His followers invented the idea of organized charity. And I'm going to give you illustrations of what organized charity looks like. So it was the early church, early Christian communities that stressed support for widows, for orphans, the sick and the disabled. It came from Christians. Christians started these places. They organized efforts to help those who were dying. They built, staffed, and paid for hospitals. It was Christians who started hospitals in the first place. In recent times, Christ's followers have founded virtually every charitable organization on earth, including the Red Cross, the Salvation Army, World Relief, World Vision, the Samaritan's Purse, Food for the Hungry, and Compassion International. These are all big organizations if we can, if we Google them, and they were all founded by Christians, by the church, all because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Yes, some of them are now, are now organized by secular companies and secular people, but it started in the church. Without the birth of Christ, education would look completely different today. Oxford, Cambridge, Harvard, Yale, and almost every one of the first 123 American colleges and universities were founded by Christians. These places were started in the church. Hard to imagine that those schools now teach evolution and they deny the very existence of God and were started as Christian universities. These very places that Christians started now fights against Christianity. Is it us that failed the system? Is it us that stepped out of it? Is it us that was just okay with with doing away with the Christ in Christmas and say Merry Xmas? What could be the reason why? I don't know. I'm asking the questions. If there had never been a Christmas, much of the good in this world would be missing. Much of the good you've experienced today for the rest of your life from other people would be missing. But without Christmas, something far worse would have happened. Without Christmas, Jesus would have never, ever came to earth. I don't even think 
about life. I don't even want to think about life without the birth of Jesus as a man. He came as one of us. I want you to think about this for a minute. The world would be in chaos. If you think the world is in chaos now, imagine Jesus not coming. The kind of chaos we would be facing if there was no Christ in the world, if there was no church in the world because of Christ. So that means there's no moral compass in the world and everyone would just decide to do what good is to them because there's no, no way to test the ultimate good and compare our good against that good. It would have been chaos. Far worse than what it is now. John chapter 1 verse 1 says so beautifully. He says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him, nothing was made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness. And the darkness did not comprehend it. Here was the Creator from the beginning of time. The one that everything was made for. And nothing was made without the light on man. The light in man. The light through man. And He chose to come to earth as a fragile, vulnerable human being. He chose to come. Why would such a sovereign being die for us, do such an amazing thing for us? What possible motive could Jesus have had to come and endure such scorn and ridicule and death at the end of the day? To go through the pain of the cross only to be rejected by the very people he is dying for at that moment. Only one reason I could think of, and it's found in John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Hallelujah. It was purely the love of God that brought the baby Jesus to earth. Whether it's 2,000 years ago, whether it's 3,000 years ago, we are not disputing those things. We know for a fact that He came. And that's what we care about. That He is there and we all have a relationship with Him. And so He came. It was His desire to have His creation dwell with Him and worship Him. We cannot understand the depth of God's love for us. It is incomprehensible to our little minds that anyone, much less our Creator, could love us so much, especially mankind in the way that He does, so that He is willing to suffer, to come as a human and suffer and die on behalf of us. Take the wrath of the Father on Him and die for us. We cannot comprehend how could someone put his life down for someone he does not know? I think when we get in heaven, we'll understand this completely and fully one day. It was purely the love of God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 says, For this reason, this is Paul talking here, 
I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you, according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might through His Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I think the, the highlight of, of opening Christmas presents for parents is to watch the expression on their children's faces as they unwrap the special gift that was picked just for them. I think the highlight for any person when they give a gift to someone is the expression on their face and how it lights up their face and lights up their moods and makes them excited. And you see the appreciation in that person and it makes you it makes you understand that, wow, this person, you know, all the trouble that I've put into finding this unique gift for this person, they really appreciate that. I think that is, that is the highlight for the giver when we give gifts away. <laughs> He's saying amen. <laughs> he can't wait for Christmas. <laughs> I think all parents, once their kids, uh, wants to get their kids a good and perfect gift, it makes parents feel good to give good gifts. Now I want to ask you the question, what do you think is the kind of feeling God gets whenever one of His children opens the gift He gave especially for them? When someone comes to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and accepts this gift of His Son in their lives, the Bible says that there's celebration in heaven if only one soul comes to Christ. Now imagine the, the, the feeling God has as the parent, as the father of all creation. When one person comes to the saving knowledge, when one person accepts, when one of us go deeper into to, 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 to trusting Him in more faith, how excited He gets when we accept the gift He has given us. Wow, how beautiful God is. Is it possible for any child to leave a gift unopened that they know it's theirs? I think many of the children, even with me as well growing up, I would wait on Christmas Eve until 12 o'clock so that I can open my presents. And I, I, I don't know, maybe many children aren't like that or maybe they are like that where they refuse to go to sleep because midnight cannot come fast enough. They are waiting under the tree. They are shaking the boxes. They are weighing the boxes. They are trying to guess what is in the box. They've been walking past the Christmas tree every day this week just to make sure the count is still, is still there. They're, they're still, it either got more, but it can't get any less. They, they, they take stock of these things. And yet, to this day, there remains for some an unopened gift from our Heavenly Father. A very special one-of-a-kind gift. Fellowship with Jesus. Or better yet, let me rephrase. A relationship with Jesus Christ. We are now 
the sons and daughters of God. So that gift now of Christ comes through us to the world out there. That means we have to constantly remind people that Jesus is the reason for the season. Then we do it. Whether it's at a workplace, whether it's at a mall, whether it's at the shop, whether it's in my family, if that means the gift is now given through me, through Christ, then I need to step up and do it. God desires for all of us to be friends with Him. He doesn't want anyone to be without this gift of salvation. Luke chapter 15 verse 7 says, I say to you that likewise there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. There's more joy in heaven. We are still able to celebrate the birth of our Savior here in this country, in South Africa. For now. For now, we are still able to do it. We are in for a rough time as Christians. We will be asked to compromise the truth of God's Word. To accept things that are ungodly and unholy in the name of tolerance. We must stand strong in God now more than ever. We must be holy as He is holy. That is what we are called for. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18 said, For Christ also suffered once for sins, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. Part of God's gift to us is to have God's Spirit living within us, diminishing our flesh, and increasing the person of Christ in us through the Spirit of Christ. Here then we see the gift of God to the sinner and the gift from God to believers. So it's the gift of God to the sinner and the gift of God to the gift from God to the believer. Luke chapter 11, verse 13 says this. I'm reading out of the message Bible. If you if your little boy asks for a serving of fish. Do you scare him with a live snake on his plate? If your little girl asks for an egg, do you trick her with a spider? As bad as you are, you wouldn't think of such a thing. You're at least decent to your own children. And don't you think that the Father who conceived you in love will give you the Holy Spirit when you ask Him? When you ask Him, he will give that to you. So then, if you've never opened God's gift of free salvation, today is your day to accept it. He invites you to do so today. Don't delay. Do it now. None of us are promised tomorrow. And if you haven't received His gift of the Holy Ghost, he invites you to unwrap that present this morning. Now, you can even do it. You don't have to have always the laying on of hands. You simply ask God, Lord, I want your Holy Spirit to live within me. And He will come and live within you. Because without the power of the Holy Ghost, life will, Holy Spirit, life will be harder than it has to be. Christmas will be over by the end of the day tomorrow. 
but His gift of love and His Holy Spirit will be with us forever and ever. So I want to conclude with this last few sentences. Remember that without the birth of Jesus and without Christmas, we would never receive this gift of salvation and we would be never be friends of God. And that is what would happen if there was no Christmas.